Hello and welcome to another episode of Miss Joyous Beauty Podcast. I am Christina. If this is your first time joining me, welcome to the podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Joyous Beauty. Um, and now I got a website, y'all. Whoop, whoop. You can find me at ChristinaMDawkins.com. So today we're talking all things Reignite the Fire, um, How to Stay Lit for Christ, my new book. Uh, if you have purchased it, thank you so very much. Share it, review it. Please review it. Review it when you get it. Review it. Yes, review. I need those reviews. Um, so we're going to get right into it. We're talking today, chapter one, Kingdom Complex. Um, so if you are interested in that, stay tuned. I'm going to go into prayer and we're going to get right started. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, God. We ask that whatever you have come out of this, um, that it would be from you, Lord God, and none of me. I give you all glory, all honor. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So chapter one of Reignite the Fire um, is Kingdom Complex. And the basis of writing this chapter was to take the focus off of us and put it on Jesus. That's long story short with Kingdom Complex. Um, When writing this chapter, and the reason why I wanted it to be the first chapter was that I want our mind to go with God first. I want our, um, our thinking to be kingdom uh, sometimes we get so lost in the things of this world and caught up in having to have this, having to have that, having to do this, having to do that, that we forget about kingdom. Um, but we need more kingdom minded people because if we're operating with a kingdom mindset, then we can accomplish what God needs us to accomplish. So it is very important for us to consider, um, the kingdom of God. And I love the verse, um, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you in Matthew six thirty three. Seek first the kingdom of God. And that's the reason why this chapter is first, because our our focus should always be kingdom. We should always be seeking the kingdom of God first. Um, and the reason why I named this kingdom complex is because a complex is an obsessive notion or a thing that you're fixed on, a fixed idea, a fixed notion. And so I want us to have a fixed notion of the kingdom of God. I want that to be your driving force with whatever you're doing in this life. If you are seeking God's kingdom first, then a lot of the other stuff really doesn't matter. A lot of the other things really don't matter or equate to kingdom because you know that that's first. That has been first in your life. Um, so the kingdom of God is 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 God, right? It's, it's, it's heaven. It's him. So if our focus is kingdom kingdom thoughts, kingdom life, kingdom reign, kingdom everything, then why are we so focused on the 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 little stuff, right? If we are kingdom workers, let me backtrack. As believers, as Christians, as Christ-like ones, Christ little ones, little Christ, right? We are sojourners on this earth. This is not our true home. This is not our true destined place of rain, right? We all die. We all are not living forever. Um, some people want to, want to, you know, find science and, oh, let's find something that helps us live forever. 
It ain't happening. There's a cutoff. There's a period where we are going to pass. We are going to die. We are not going to live this same life forever. So the things that we get caught up in, the things that get our attention, the things that get our mind and our focus off of God, you got to question those things because our thoughts our mind, our life should be kingdom reign, should be kingdom focused. Because again, we're sojourners on this earth. We have a purpose. The purpose is our great commission, right? To bring others to Christ, to tell others about Jesus. That is our mission. You know, some people are so caught up in, I got to find my purpose. I need to know what my purpose is. What, what's my purpose? Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. That there's, there's, there's money in that, right? When people can tell you, oh, I'll tell you what your purpose is. Pay me this. I'll give you a course to find out what your purpose is in life. I, I'm sorry to break it to you, but... And I've been the one, I've been fooled, I've been bamboozled, I've been the one to say, oh my gosh, he's going to tell me what my purpose is, let me give him my money. And all of come out, and I still took the course, and I still didn't know what the purpose was. Of. I was like, well, what's my purpose? I don't understand this. Um, so yeah, so don't be bamboozled, don't be fooled. No one can tell you your quote-unquote purpose. Your purpose is what God said your purpose would be, which is the Great Commission, which is to bring others to Christ. That is our mission field. That is a believer's purpose. Now, there are different avenues to get that done. So not everybody's going to say have the same avenue of purpose. So my purpose may be because I have a gift of speaking that will aid in my purpose, right? Be, if I had a gift of singing that would aid in my purpose. But to say that your gift is your purpose is a lie. That is not your true purpose. Your gift aids in your purpose. Your gift um, may propel your purpose, but your gift is not your purpose. So don't get so caught up in the gift. Those are aids to help propel the purpose, but your purpose is the Great Commission. Your purpose is to tell others about Christ. That is your true purpose, whether it's on your job, whether it's in, you know what I'm saying? Like I, for a long time, because they try to separate the jobs in Christ and you can't mention Jesus and religion. I had to quit my job because it was, it was becoming too, too much to me. You know, it was becoming like, okay, like, oh my gosh, I can't talk about Jesus. I can't, you know, have that conversation. And because I was a, a manager, I really had to be cautious of that because of HR, because of rules, because of different religions. So I was like, you know what? I, I can still be, you know, me, I can still, you know, have that light shine, but I feel like I'm suppressing my light. I feel like my light is dwindling. God, give me other avenues. Give me other ways to be able to talk about Jesus. Um, and he did. And I'm so grateful that he was able to do that. And I'm so grateful that a lot of my coworkers knew that I was a Christian, knew that I was a believer, knew that I love Jesus. And, you know, sometimes it may be in your walk where they're looking at you and they see, oh, you're not cursing like them. Oh, you're not talking negative about this person like they are. Oh, you're actually seeing the good in them. That's how you show your light. That's how you shine your light. And when you off of work property, take them to lunch, take them to coffee. Oh, let's go to coffee for a little, you know, build relationships, build rapport with people. That's how you show the love of Christ. And eventually they'll ask you what, what's different about you? Why, why are you, why don't you curse like us? Or, you know, whatever. And that's your introduction point to Jesus. So I say all that to say, if our mind is kingdom, if our mind is on kingdom, then we should always be focused about doing our father's business. 
And I talk about a story in the Bible um, where they where uh, Jesus had went. Mary and um, Joseph were looking for Jesus. He had left and he went to go um, to the temple and to glean and to, to learn and to understand and to talk um, to the people. And so let me just see if I can find that in here. Yes. I I don't know if I should read it, but I'll read y'all a little snippet of my book. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph had journeyed back from Jerusalem for the yearly feast of the Passover when Jesus was 12 years old. And they thought that Jesus was traveling back with them, but he was not. He lingered behind in Jerusalem. When they found Jesus, he was in the temple gleaning knowledge and wisdom from the teachers. Everyone was amazed. And Mary said to Jesus, why have you done this to us? We've sought you anxiously. And I love the answer that Jesus gave. He said, why do you seek me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? And in here, I dive a little bit into Let's deal with that first question. Why do you seek me? And I believe the Lord asked some of us, like, why why are you seeking me? Why why are you looking for me? Why why do you why do, why are you seeking me? Why are you looking for me? In my own walk, the Holy Spirit explained that to me. If 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 you're looking for me, if you're searching for me, then you must be about something, right? You must want something from me. So why are you seeking me? What what is it that you what is it that you are looking for? And sometimes we have to ask our own, you know, ask God. And ask our own selves, why am I looking for you, Jesus? Why why am I seeking you? What is it that I want? Do I want your gifts? Do I want your talents? Do I just want money? Do I want fame? Do I want, you know, I think we see a lot of these pastors and we think that that's the way to go. We think that that's, oh, that's quick money. Oh, that's easy money. Oh, they hypocrites. Oh, they fooling people. Let me tell you something. They're going to have a, a different, a different judgment because they are a pastor. So don't be so quick to run to being a pastor, because let me just tell you, you are responsible for those people's souls. So you need to be at a different level. Number one. Okay. That's just number one. Number two, you got to actually be called. Okay. There are a lot of, you know, um, false teachers. There are a lot of false prophets in the pulpit pretending to be from God who really are not. And we're going to get into that in, um, maybe December. I'll talk a little bit about how to recognize false teachers and false prophets, but listen, okay. So let's just, let's just put that down that, that you need to be called, you know, let you need to really know that God is calling you to be a pastor because that is a huge calling. And if you are called to be a pastor, then you need to be so much more kingdom focused than anybody else because you are leading people and you don't want to lead people into a ditch. So I don't know if that was for somebody, but Hey, Holy Spirit wanted me to go there. So anyways, kingdom focused. If you're seeking God, you need to find out why you're seeking him. What are you seeking him for? What are you seeking him for? Are you seeking him to be about your father's business? Are you seeking him to be about God's business? Are you seeking him to be about kingdom's business? And for me, I had to recognize within myself, like I, if I'm going to come seeking you, God, then I need to be seeking you to do your will, to do your will, which means that it can't be about me anymore. And I think we have to lay down our will and pick up God's will. We have to lay down our cross, our things, our burdens, our troubles, our whatever, and pick up God and pick up God's cross and pick up his, his uh, freedom and his peace and his love and his deliverance. And so I wanted this kingdom complex to reign in the life of a believer because I believe that it will set you free from 
the bondage that you, you know, that you have to have in this life. People of the world are seeking pleasures. They're seeking money. They're seeking this. They're seeking that. Oh, I got to have this. I got to keep up with the Joneses. I got to be this. I got to be this way. I got to do this things. I got to da 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 Okay, that's great and dandy for you. For me, I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things that you too busy seeking, the, the, they'll come after. They'll come after. Isn't that what his word says? If I, if I read it right? Yeah, I think that's what his word says, right? Matthew 6, Read it for yourself. But first, seek first the kingdom of God. So first things first is to seek the kingdom of God. And something. There's, there's a joining there. There's a conjoining. Not just seeking his kingdom, but seeking his righteousness. Seeking his right standing. And all these things will be added to you. All these other things that people are so busy going after will automatically be added to you if you're seeking the kingdom first. If your sole purpose, your sole mind is seeking God first, then you don't have to worry about the little things. You ain't got to worry about, oh, if I'm going to have enough money for this, I'm going to have enough money for that. Oh, I want a house. Oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. Trust and believe I want my house, baby. Trust and believe I want financial freedom. Trust and believe that I want want to have wealth for my family yes I want all those things but I'm not seeking those things does that make sense I'm not I'm not seeking that that's not my first seek that's not my first thought when I wake up in the morning is okay how much money I need to be making sure I make this much money I need to make sure no my first thought in the morning is thank you God for waking me up thank you God for allowing me to see another day thank you God for the ability to um to praise you that I have a mouth that I can open up my mouth and praise you and if I didn't have a mouth then I could use my hands and clap and praise you that's my first thought and that's seeking the God and his righteousness seeking after him, going after him, reading his word, being so caught up in God that you are too busy to be caught up in anything else. And that is the focus of kingdom complex. If you can truly come out of self, get out of self, get out of self and realize that this life is nothing but a vapor. Okay. It is here today and gone tomorrow. And I think that is that that holds a lot of people back is that they think somehow they're going to have all this time to accomplish what you know they want to accomplish or what God wants them to accomplish you don't know how much time you really have you know what i'm saying we don't have a a a a you know they give us due dates when babies are born right but None of my kids made it on no due date. I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe some people have, but none of my kids made it to the due date. They gave me a date and it didn't make it there. Okay. I had both of my kids premature and they gave us a date. They don't, you don't have a date for death. You don't say on this date, this is when you're going to die. And if y'all are into that divination and all that stuff, y'all need to get out because that is demonic and evil. Okay. God does not want us participating in that. And I don't know if that was for somebody else, but hey. It's there. Take it. Free nugget. Um, so, yes, we don't have a date for death. So if that's the case and you know that life is short, why would you spend all of your time on the things of this world and not the things of God? And that is the basis of kingdom complex. I want you to have a fixed idea. I want you to be so obsessive with kingdom that you're not worried about anything else. And somebody always comes and they have, you know, this mind, well, too much of anything isn't good. Ah, Stop. Stop right there. Stop right there. Too much of anything isn't good. You got to have, you got to do everything in moderation, everything in moderation, everything except Jesus. 
Jesus don't need no moderation, okay? You know that song, I Need a Little More Jesus? First, that song irked me because I said, a little more? I need all of them. I need all of them. Especially if I got curses slipping out of my mouth. I need all of them. I, I need I need transformation. I need to be holy because he is holy. I don't need a little more Jesus. I need all of Jesus and all the time. And that's the thing. We need to become obsessive with this thing. We'll be obsessive with our, if it's our um our favorite singer, right? If it's your favorite singer is Beyonce, you obsessive over her. Okay, you going to the concert, you buying the albums, you doing this, you doing that, you listening to her all the time. You know, when she post something, you're looking at what she posts, you're trying to follow, ooh, you like the outfit, you're trying to make sure you got the outfit right. Or if it's your favorite sports team, you're making sure sure you follow you're making sure you're recorded on your dvr you're making sure that you're going to the games you're getting tickets you you know you, you you're obsessive with it you have to be the same way when it comes to the kingdom of god okay we 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 put down the things of church we leave that for sunday and monday through saturday we live in like the rest of the world i i i, I not be so it ought not be so it ought not be so. That's not the way God wanted it. He wants your full, undivided attention. Our God is a jealous God, okay? He is jealous for you. He yearns for you. He wants more of you. He needs more of you. So you have to understand something when I tell you, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Kingdom complex is where you need to be. You're, you need to be about your father's business at all times, okay? And I'm telling you, it's going to free a lot of people when you get the idea that it's not about you anymore. It's about God. We sing the song, I give myself away so you can use me. That's a great song. I love that song. Take my life. Yeah, take my dreams, my plans. You know, that's a great song in theory. We sing it. But are we living it? Are we giving ourselves away so he can actually use us? You know, when I hear that song, when I sing that song, I really want it to be true. I start crying because I say, God, not my will, but yours be done. The same as way Jesus said it. Not his will, but, but God's be done. I'm about my father's business. Jesus said, I'm about my father's business. At 12 years old, I, did you not know I'm about my father's business? I know you're seeking me. I know you're looking for me. But if you're seeking me and looking for me, then you should know that I'm about my father's business. So when people seek me, when people look for me, Chrissy about her father's business. Chrissy is not playing no more. And it took me years to get to this place where I'm no longer operating in flesh, but I want to operate in the spirit of God. And so does that mean that I can't do what everybody's doing? Does that mean that I have to deny myself multiple thousands of times? The answer is yes. I have to constantly deny myself. I have to constantly say no to things that I want to say yes to. I have to constantly be in a position where is it? about my father's business. If it's not, then I can't do it. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with that. And you have to be okay with that too. That's getting to the place where it's no longer about you, but it's about Jesus. Taking the spotlight off of you and putting it on Jesus. And let me just tell you something. And I say this all the time, but the gifts that you have, the talents that you have, it's not for you. It's not about you. It's not for you. It has nothing to do with you. 
okay? Period, point blank, exclamation mark. It ain't about you. It's about kingdom business. It's about kingdom growth. So stop hiding the gifts that you have. Stop hiding the talents that you have and ask God, how do you want me to be used? What do you want me to do with this, God? You gave me the gift of this. How do you want it to be used? What is your vision for my life? How do you see this playing into the Great Commission? How are you gonna use this, God? We need to stop being afraid to talk to the Spirit. We need to be stop being afraid to go to Jesus and actually expect to hear an answer. Okay. So many times, you know, we, we pray these prayers and never, never, and we don't pray in faith. We need to start praying in faith. I believe God at, at his word. I believe that he can do anything. I believe that he can do anything because he's God. And so I take him at his word. You're God. You, you wanted me to start this podcast, then you're going to be the one that promotes it. You're going to be the one that elevates it. You're going to be the one that grows it if that's what you want, because I am a willing vessel and we need, he needs more willing vessels. He needs kingdom shakers. He needs kingdom builders. He needs kingdom workers. He needs people that are about his business to get busy. We got people dying in other countries because they they have a Bible. You know what I'm saying? They're being martyred to say, give up Christ and, and follow after this. OK, we live in the land of the free, the home of the brave. Well, I need some brave Christians to come forth and say, I'm denying myself and I'm putting on the armor of God and I'm going to walk this thing out the way God wants me to walk it out. If that means I got to quit smoking, then hey, baby, I got to quit smoking. If that means I got to stop drinking, then hey, I got to pour out all the alcohol in my home because this is keeping me from moving forward. This is keeping me from doing the things that God wants me to do. If it means that I can't watch certain TV shows, then hey, baby, I can't watch the certain TV shows because I'm about my father's business and this is hindering this is hindering my growth if it means i need to stop watching pornography then you need to cut it off because it's it's decaying you it's sexual immorality and it's making things worse for you and you cannot fully be about your father's business because you got this on your side a lot of us are not moving ahead because we have things that are disgusting and things that are not of god in our lives and we don't want that to be exposed there are a lot of preachers who have crap going on in their life and sit there on Sunday preaching to you that you need to overcome this and overcome that or they still have decay in their life I'm telling you get rid of the decay in your life so that you can be a willing vessel so that they can put you on the stake and see that there's nothing there's nothing there you're not going to find anything you're not going to find anything about me baby because I'm all about my father's business oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah I've been changed I've been transformed I'm a new creature the old things are passed away and baby all things are new for me and that's how we have to walk this thing out that's how we have to live that's what we need we need kingdom builders kingdom shakers kingdom workers we need people to stop being solely focused on themselves and social media plays a huge part of this social media is huge because it's all about me 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 and i forget that mess no it's about god jesus holy spirit that's what it's all about. That's why you were created. That's why you're here. And because others don't know, think about it. You're chosen. You are chosen. You were chosen. Okay? There's a reason why that family member didn't know. There's a reason why that family, you know. You know better. You know better. 
You know who saved you. You know when you was out there in the world and 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 my and mess and crap and you couldn't you know find your way out and you couldn't climb out fast enough. You know what it's like. And now you're on the other side. You need to be bringing people with you. Now it's time to go get the brother that was there. Now it's go time to get your sister and bring her back to Christ. Why? Because that is your purpose. Because that is the great commission. Get back to that. And I'm sorry, y'all. I know I get loud. I get passionate about this thing. And it's because I love Jesus so much. I love him so much. Like y'all don't understand how much I love Jesus. Like he is my everything. He is literally my everything. I mean, that man died for me. He took on my sin. He became sin so I didn't have to. He died for me while I was still a sinner, while I was still separated. He died while we were still no good. Can you can you, think about it? Think about it. Think about it. Jesus died for you while you were still a sinner. While you were still separated from God, he gave his life for you, for me. And how can I not be about my father's business? When I think of the the sacrifice that Jesus made, he was beaten for me. He was whipped for me. He was spit at for me. He was ridiculed for me. And he did it anyway. Some of you are going to get beaten. Some of you are going to get spat upon. Some of you are going to get talked about for being about the kingdom. Don't let that stop you. Don't let that stop you. It's okay. He went through it. He went through it. He went through it. So that means my little persecution, things that people are going to say about me because I want to focus on Jesus. That's okay. That's okay. Because he did it for me. And so I'm going to do it for the next person. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm going to get ridiculed. I mean, people talk about me all the time, okay? They talk about me all the time. They give me crazy looks. They look at me funny. They be like, oh, oh, you doing that? Oh, you doing this? Oh, you really about this Jesus thing? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Does that mean that I don't fall? Does that mean that I'm perfect? Heck no. I've got things that are that got to be pruned out. There are things in me that still need to be pruned. There are things in me that still need to come out. I ain't no way perfect. I ain't in no way perfect, but I'm striving for holiness. I'm striving for holiness. Why? Because God is holy. And he said, be holy for I am holy. So that means that I can be. That means that I can be. You know what I'm saying? So I just want, I'm going to close it because I know I'm getting really loud and I could go for on and on. But Kingdom Complex is the chapter in the book, chapter one. If you haven't got your copy, please go get your copy. Reignite the fire, how to stay lit for Christ. Um, Christina Dawkins Kennedy. It is on my website, christinamdawkins.com. You can also find it on amazon.com. 
please get your copy. When you get your copy, please leave me a review, a DM, something. I just want to know that this touched one person. Even if it's one, I just want to know it touched one person. I thank everybody who has purchased, everybody who has looked into it, everybody who is supporting this and supporting this cause. I believe God is going to do some great things. And I believe that your life is going to be changed. I believe that he is going to transform some lives. And I'm just grateful that he can use me as a willing vessel. So I'm going to pray us out and y'all enjoy the rest of your day. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you so much, God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, God. Thank you that you have given us your spirit to be able to work out our salvation, God, to be able to do these things. You said that we will be able to do greater things than you were able to do, God. And I believe that wholeheartedly, Lord. I thank you for your precious gift every day, Lord God. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he sacrificed. I thank you that he died. And I'm so grateful that he rose. Hallelujah, Lord. I give you all glory, all honor. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I love all of y'all. I really, really do. I really, really do. The fact that you would sit here and listen to me speak for 27 minutes, you know that I love y'all. All right. Thank you. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.